two straight games and two straight wins as they knock off the Hawks here on a Saturday afternoon in Brooklyn to pull within two games of Atlanta for the final play-in spot. Nets win at 114 to 102. 38 for Mikel Bridges, 23 for Cam Johnson. Nets erase a 13-point deficit and win it 114 to 102. Nick Claxton coming over, what a stat line he has. Man, it is a terrific all-around performance by him. Claxton with 12 points, 13 rebounds, four assists, two blocks, two steals. Wow. And a, and a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> and Nick is joining us now courtside. Nick, it's Chris and Tim upstairs. Yo, yeah, what's up? What's up? Thanks so much for joining us, Nick. We just read your stat line. 12 points, 13 rebounds, four assists, two blocks, two steals. Not a bad night for you. And Sorry. you guys turned things around. What was the key when you guys fall behind by 13 to, to getting it in back in your in your favor here today? Um... Just sticking to what we do, to what we've been building on since the break. Uh, we came out and we, we got stops, and that really catapulted everything for us, and, and guys knocked down shots. How about the defensive energy? I, I don't think I've seen it like this all year long. It, it felt good out there, didn't it? Yeah, everybody being on the same page and just competing at a high level every single possession, that's, that's how we're going to win games, and that's what we got to continue to do. What was stressed as far as... The ball movement has been tremendous. You guys do a great job of sharing the cake, as Kevin Ollie likes to say, but oh, yeah. it feels like no one is ever not moving offensively right now. Um, yeah, we know we need to, we can't play selfish. The ball has to touch both sides of the floor. Uh, that's something that we've really um, been trying to focus on, especially with you know, the, the new offense and everything. So we're just focusing on that and the results. We're good for us tonight. What's new with the offense? What's really the new the thing that jumps out with you as far as the newness of the offense? We're just trying to simplify everything. You know, at the end of the day, we're playing basketball. But we're just trying to simplify everything, not play as much one-on-one -on -one basketball, um, and playing through playing through myself, playing through Dayron a little more, so we're not isolating. Yeah, as you, much. you've been doing a great job in that flash game, right? Coming up to the elbow, you you, you really like that a lot, man. You like uh, that your creativity can shine. Yeah, that's my game. Um, you know, just finding my teammates and then also being assertive, finding looks for myself when when I can. Well, continuing to get it done on the defensive end as well, Nick Claxton. Congratulations. Couple of big wins here against an Atlanta Hawk team that you guys needed to catch in the standings. Yeah, much needed. You know, our goal is to make the playoffs, so we just got to take it one game at a time and get ready for Memphis on Monday. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate, yep, appreciate your time. Yep. Nets are the 114 to 102 victory over the Atlanta Hawks. The Nets sweep this two-game set over Atlanta. They pull to within two games of Atlanta for the tenth and final play-in spot in the Eastern Conference with the win. And the win also gives the Nets the season series over the Atlanta Hawks. It is the seventh consecutive season they've won the season series from Atlanta. And that becomes important because if they should finish in a tie with the Hawks, then the Nets would get the tiebreaker over them. So really, you know, we knew it coming into this one. The Nets with two games with Atlanta. This was an opportunity to really almost like pick up three games yeah. because you picked up two games in the standings plus the tiebreaker. 
So huge victories here for the Nets. I, I mentioned it the other night before the game that you know coming to the arena Thursday night, everybody was like, "Wow, you know, big games here, big games. You gotta yeah. gotta get these games against Atlanta." And uh, this was an opportunity for the Nets, and they came out and they played with that kind of urgency. And, and you know, I know that it's about the Atlanta Hawks right now, but I think it's also about uh, you know winning these games and competing against them. But I also think it's about establishing what you're going to be if you're Kevin Ollie in the Nets right now. And I think they're start, they understand who they are and what they, how they want to play and the energy that's needed throughout an entire game. And uh, I, I, I think the guys are thriving right now. They have a little, a little breath of fresh air, uh, and uh, they feel better about themselves. I know Bridges feels better. He's starting to make shots, but he's also getting the ball quite a bit in a lot of the possessions. Cam Johnson playing with aggression and confidence. Ball is being sprayed around and not looking at one guy trying to make a play. It, it, uh, Schroeder's done a good job orchestrating. Guys off the bench know their roles. And then they're bringing that and it, it, what they're doing offensively as far as being complimentary and helping each other to doing the same thing with intensity on defense. It's a good little mix that I think they found. Now, you know, you got to do it more than two games, but these two games have been terrific. Nets win it 114-102. Here is Nets head coach Kevin Ollie after tonight's game. Um, we said um, on the board um, in our talk at 30 minutes, next play. Um, and we want to be a next play team. And that's what they did. They went to the next play, next play after that, and uh, they got stops when it's needed. And then second half, we just turned it up. Second half, they got 40 points, and then they had zero transition points. So that's showing growth in our team. And I always want us to have a growth mindset, not a survival mindset, and I said that before. So I just want them to continue to play with that energy and that effort, play together. I mean, Nick was a force down there. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. came in and relieved us and got our defense going in the first half. And we just played together. And we was connected, and that's one of our non-negotiables is, is uh, connectivity. So uh, we want to keep that up. Uh, we play with pace. And we always talk about sacrifice, and we want sacrifice to be your companion, not the enemy. And sometimes a lot of people think sacrifice is an enemy, but it's a companion. And we need to continue to have that sacrifice, no matter if it's CJ's night one night and then now it's Kale's night. You know, we're not going to compare ourselves. It's everybody's night. Um, and we can take turns with that, but I want us to continue to win together and win as a team and trust each other. Uh, trust yourself, trust each other, and trust the system. Uh, it seemed like the seeds for that third quarter run were planted in that second quarter run. I think you guys, I think it was 13-3, to and Mikhail hits that three to tie it right before halftime. What changed in the second quarter after that slow start in the first, you think? Force. Playing with force. Um, that's what changed. Playing with force on the offensive end, the defensive end. Our cuts were sharper. Um, on the offensive end, we shared to Kate. Um, and another thing, we stopped turning the ball over. I think we had five turnovers early, and then we stopped turning the ball over. So I tell you the recipe is no turnovers, low turnovers. Um, and when we do that and we have high assists and no no um, dead possessions, we win games. And uh, we want to keep that recipe. But I just thought our force overall, they played and they just hunted. Um, it was just great to see them hunt like that. And then Mikhail, obviously, in the last few games before, I believe before Thursday, a lot of chatter about obviously his struggling, but two-way play tonight. Just how much did you need from see from him? Just not just setting a tone offensively, but defensively, especially with those I think two steals and layups in the second half. But when you forget about yourself, you find yourself. And that's why I tell him, like, sometimes you just got to forget about yourself. It's not about you, Mikhail. And he understands that. And then that's when you find yourself. He just got lost in playing defense. And then all the offense came to him. 
So I just want our team to always understand that. Just get lost in the defensive end, and then the offense is going to come. The ball is going to find the hot player. Um, and that's what we did. We're sharing the basketball now. It's not sticking as much, and we want to keep that up. Kevin, kind of sticking with that theme of four, six of the team's eight blocks came in the third quarter. What do you mm -hmm. see as the biggest factor beyond that? Um, stop letting them catch, catch, and three, catch and shoot threes. I think we, we really made a point of that being at their doorstop. Um, when they catch the ball and make them drive and then understanding that we got to pursue the drive, but we got Nick back there. And Nick was, he was a monster. Um, block shots, getting a rebound while he was on the ground. I mean, he was doing everything back there. But then just seeing the energy of the guys, Mikhail and Doe, when we get a stop, they bring in the energy, and that's what we want. We want to fall in love on the defensive side. And then the offensive stuff will take care of itself. As Nets head coach Kevin Ali, you know, he talked about them getting better defending the three ball the 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 hawks were yeah. four for ten in the first quarter right they go seven for 24 the rest of the game and this is in a, a night where remember thursday night they held the hawks to eight for 28 from three and uh and that was a, a big key defensively to the nets you know giving up just uh 40 points in the second half yeah i know excellent job closing out chasing down i like that be at the doorstep Right there. Just be right there. When it, when it, it, it'd be right there and then force them in. That's exactly what happened. And then guys were able to, you know, they attack closeouts because you're really coming out there to challenge. And then you got Claxton back there being a, a shot blocker, a rejector. It was um, it was really good. I, 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 I'm just, it's, this is, I thought it was fun the last couple nights. You usually see this huge jump when there's a coaching change in the first game and the second game. This is taking a little bit of time for everybody to understand. And they had they didn't stand pat and just do what they'd been always been doing. They experimented. They put a few things in, a few sets in. They they're getting less complicated as things go on right now. They're they're just making sure the ball gets in the starts in the hands. You saw a ton of like horn sets, but it was really not even a play. It was Claxton set a screen for Bridges. So Bridges doesn't have to bring the ball up the floor, but he's the first person starting offense and getting touches, maybe making plays, but just getting things going, keeping it hopping like that. And then they started denying him back, and Shooter would go and play off the elbow, and Claxton's comfortable with that. He's good at handing off and making plays. Uh, I think they're getting it. I think they're getting it. And I, th I, I kind of like how Coach Ollie just – he, he kind of repeats things, and he has a philosophy, and he's very believable. I mean, I, I, I get a little pumped up when he talks, you know. Yeah. I, I think it's real. You know, like, I don't think he's – this is how he believes. This is how he speaks. This is how he lives. This is how he had an NBA career. Guys like him don't last on teams if they're not high character and tough and – you know what I mean? Anyway, what you think is what you become. Yeah, nice. See, you're, you're, you just keep throwing out stuff. Yeah, growth mind. I, I love the, growth, the, what growth. he said about growth mindset as opposed to a survivor mindset. We're not just trying to survive. We're trying to grow. I know. Right? I, Go I, on I, the offensive. I, I, grow. I, I, I'm kind of a quote guy, and I like quotes. They motivate <laughs> me. He, he gets me. Uh, I get in a stance sometimes defensively, <laughs> and I'm like 90 years old. You know, uh, not... you know he mentioned low turnover numbers. Last uh, game against Atlanta, just 10 turnovers. This game... The Nets turned it over four times in the first quarter. They finished just 11 turnovers in the game. And you talk about growth, and we mentioned this during the broadcast. The game right after the All-Star break, where yeah. they get beat badly by Toronto, they gave up 46 fast-break points. 
Fast break points against transition defense has been a bugaboo for them all year long. And talk about growth. You get to this point where you are now, what, a little over a, you know, a week and a half later, they allowed zero fast break <laughs> yeah, points that, that to is the Atlanta a, Hawks. That is an amazing uh, – First of all, it was at 46 points. 46, 46 was amazing the most on one end. since they've been keeping track yeah, in 96. Yeah. And now zero in this game. Uh, and, 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 again, working through, they didn't shoot the ball well the next to exactly, start this game. And exactly. a lot of times missed shots lead to fast break points, and they, didn't, they weren't hanging their heads when they were missing shots in the first quarter. I, I, I thought so. I thought the fact that they were down 28-21 was a good thing, and their, their energy was good. And Atlanta – didn't come out here like uh, you know sleepwalking, right? They didn't come out. They weren't just hanging. They, they were. They, they they came out with good energy. Nets just hung in there. Didn't start off great and just built momentum. And then the second half started knocking down those second quarter. Go eight for eight from three. But their intensity on the defensive side was. Uh, I thought it was a joy to watch all night. Dennis Schroeder is over fifty percent as a net from behind the arc. That three, he's got, he was three of four in this game. Schroeder is 14 for 19 from three over the last four games. Yeah, yeah, no, he's shooting the ball exceptional at the three-point line. He's missing some inside. I just think he's been a really good floor general. You know what I mean? I think he's really, he set the table well. He's picked his spots well. His defensive energy has been good. Uh, He gets the nets in good sets. Knows when to push the pace. Uh, and has a good mix in his game right now. And how about the Nets' three-point shooting in these two games against Atlanta? They go 22 for 46, which is 47.8% on Thursday, and then 15 of 32 in this one, which is 46.9%. They started the game 3 for 12, and in the second quarter, they made all eight of the three-point shots that they attempted. That was a franchise record for most three-pointers made without a miss in – in, in their franchise history in a quarter. That's the kind of three-point shooting the Nets displayed here against the Hawks in these two big games. Hey, let's get to our, our Twitter comments and the fans out there. Lots of people checking in here on this Saturday afternoon. But before we do that, Capra, got to just say uh, a, a wish well to one of our oh. regulars, uh, Spencer Schwartz. I, I, the other night, people listen, they all know about Spencer. You doctor, know, every, doctor, uh, doctor Spencer Schwartz is a dentist. People come up to me all the time and they go, oh, we love your Twitter segment and uh, Spencer Schwartz. You know, they always repeat that back to me. Uh, the other night after the game against Atlanta, I, I found a little odd. Spencer didn't tweet to us. Yeah. And got a note on Twitter from his sister that, unfortunately, Spencer has undergone a, a, a serious vision issue right now so he hasn't been able to to get on twitter and tweet he, he said he was going to listen i'm not sure if he is but uh if he is out there spencer we miss you and uh i, I know you're out there listening i think about low vision fans all the time being yes. in radio uh we know our other uh regular listener john strump who told us that he's a, a blind veteran who listens um but i think about that all the time and um to to see that you're going through this to me is is i, I feel awful but I hope you can find some solace in, in some and take away some joy in, in listening to us in, in a different way now um, and hope that it, you'll, you'll get better soon. Yeah. One thing you always got from uh, Dr. Spencer Schwartz was a, a, an optimistic, energetic attitude, and I think that will bode well for him. He's going through a tough time, I'm sure, 
he's he's going to work through it. Absolutely, and I'm sure if uh, if he if he could get on Twitter and it would be easier for him, he'll he'll figure out a way, and, and we hope <laughs> things get better for him, and he'll figure out a way. Uh, but he'd have a fist bump for us today. Yes, yeah, a he picture would. Picture of a fist bump uh, and happy. So uh, Spencer, we're thinking about you, and we wish you all the best. Um, and we'll keep referencing you as the season goes along. Uh, other people checking in with us. We just met Paul. He's I bleed uh, Jets green. Yeah, stop great, by great to say man. hi to us. Yeah, that's great. Uh, and if any of you are at the games, you ever want to stop by, say hello. Um, I I will be very friendly. Capper depends. He may blow you off, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. Kidding me? I got uh, an extra seat next oh, to me. I got like a third get, man in. You get so many people come up to you during the game. You are you you know you don't know. The funny thing is sometimes you get nah. so many people come up to you during games. You don't know if it's maybe somebody you coached, somebody you uh, you 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 coached with, or it's like the guy that lives down the block. No, nah, I don't know. Sometimes, but I I, I I you know, and then you got to kind of some, sometimes I know the people's name. Most of the time I know their names, but sometimes I gotta buddy. Uh, Ace. Pal. Yeah. Tiger. Ace. <laughs> <laughs> Champ. <laughs> uh, you know who came back here? We haven't heard from him in a while. D-Rock. I haven't heard uh, from D-Rock in a long right. time. He did a couple uh, good games. He said it's been a while. Uh, this losing season has me discouraged, but with an easy schedule, we may make the playoffs. Shooter best fit as a starter. Um, he doesn't think we've prior- prioritized Cam's development Will Ollie make the unpopular decision to make Cam the sixth man? Talking about Cam Thomas, that is. And, you know, injuries have kind of defined the starting lineup this year. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they've gone with a group, and then a guy's gotten hurt, and then somebody else has stepped in, and, and then they've become a starter, and then somebody else would get hurt. So uh, what we what happened was after the All-Star break, Everybody was re- was was available, right? And they ended up making the choice to have Cam Thomas in the starting lineup. And Cam Johnson coming off the bench. We've talked about that at length here, where Cam Johnson has played with a real edge since that decision yes. was made. And now he's making you know that whole thing about you know be so good that, 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 that they can't that, ignore you. Yeah, exactly. Well, Cam Johnson's been so good. Yeah. Do you take him out of the starting lineup? Schroeder's been so good, and been such a a, a key playmaker as a point guard. Do you take him out of the starting lineup? You know, you got decisions now. Cam Thomas comes back. If Cam, if uh, Ben Simmons comes back, I mean, this starting lineup, it, it's looked pretty good. Yeah, this is going to be a whole new uh, set of. Here's the thing, though, and this is where the coach comes in, and this is what I like about Kevin Alley. I think you may see a different version of Cam Thomas under Kevin Alley. I think he's still be the dynamic scorer, but I think his decisions will be quicker. The ball won't stick in his hands. He'll move it. He'll still be... And I just think you see how it works right now and how this group can play and the belief they have moving the ball around. I think he'll get that through. Uh, to Cam Thomas, who's an elite scorer, I think I think he works hard on defense. You yeah. can set. I think it's interesting. That's going to be the next thing. But you know something? This group that played had to prove that they were good, and it's two games, but they were pretty impressive. That is an interesting new topic, right? Yeah. New topic. You know what would you do if both these guys are available on Monday? Are you? What's your rotation? Are you going to mess with the start? I don't think you mess with the starting lineup. No, no. And, and, and because I also, with this starting but, lineup, uh, but, the thing is, here, here's what I like. If this starting lineup is playing like they're playing. Yeah. Right? Because, listen, we haven't seen this Cam Johnson all year. Yeah, right? I know. We, and there are times we haven't seen this Dorian Finney-Smith. 
out there. So, but if they're playing like this, it's a really good group, and it's got good size, and it's a really good defensive lineup. Yeah, that's as well. what, yeah, that's what you're yeah. getting out of it. Is you're getting the attitude of yes, defense is the most most important. But listen, I I understand, it, and, and and this group's got they, they got to show what they can. You know, they got to continue to play like that. Uh, and then you know, I think if they play like that, you, you got tough to, tougher decisions than you thought you might think you had. And I, I think it what. Well, Good problem, but I, yeah. I'd like to see this group, you know, continue to see what they got. Momentum. I think they got something building right here. Uh, Todd on Twitter, Todd Barilla, at BK Nets Radio. Uh, I don't know what was nastier this afternoon, the weather outside or the Nets defense in the second half. Yeah. The way they turned up the intensity on defense was impressive. Took the souls right out of the Hawks. Yeah, he, he gives good tweets, man. Yeah, he got, good he's does there. a good job. Uh, he's exactly right. And, and you know, you don't if, – if, if you're preaching defense and you're believing defense, you've got to play the guys that play the best defense. And then you, but that doesn't mean you, you got to play everybody. But, you know I mean, you've got to give credit to that. I saw a possession when Dorian Finney-Smith basically took the heart away, like a little bit like, like we just heard right there, of Kobe Bufkin. Bufkin once, Bogdanovich in the time, corner. Yeah, Bogdanovich Man, he had foot fire. He had hand fire. His determination, he was. Uh, and the Nets, the Nets seem long. They seem athletic. They seem competitive. Uh, interesting stuff, you know. And, and uh, that is going to be the, like a guy you're going to have to figure out with everybody back, Dennis Smith Jr., who's been important to the energy of this net yeah, team absolutely. the last couple games. You know, like this is. But I think Kevin Ollie has a what what he wants to see. I think he's done a really good job of making sure it's not a play run for Mikel Bridges, but Mikel Bridges touches the ball a lot. It's not as equal opportunity as many other offense. You know, it's not a five out. Listen, we all play through every. No, we come down. They come down an awful lot of times, and they set a little, little screen to make sure Mikel Bridges touches it first. Uh, they the play of the Nets has even turned. Some are curmudgeon John Strumpf around. No way. I, I say that affectionately, John, but you know he he's he's giving he's he's fired up. He's rhyming. What's he got? He's given us alliteration. John Strumpf, voila! Vigilant Nets vanquished the villains with verve, veracity, and vigor, and valiant in victory as veteran Velvet Voice calls the game. Thank you. I think that, I think I'm the veteran voice. What the Velvet heck am voice. I? I don't get any play, John. Give me something, yeah, no, huh? Come on, no, man. You couldn't get any Vs in. I couldn't have. Uh... Uh, back to complete games for the men. Sweet. Uh, Gene Moss checked in. Uh, excited about it. Would I like Cam J more aggressive all the game, not just in the first half of games? I agree. Cam Johnson, I think a characteristic of him this year has been when he was in the starting lineup, he played well, and then he kind of forget about him. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. playing more of a complete game now. Yeah, he's playing. I, I tell you what, he came out when he got to the bench. And when he came on the floor, he, was, he wasn't he was making shots necessarily, but he played with an edge. He was going aggressive. He was decisive. Uh, he, he was edgy. Even when the Nets were bad out in Toronto, he, I could see in the, the look in his eye. And uh, good to see the way he's playing right now. I like the way he's open floor. He's, he's, taking, he's going to the free throw line a lot more now. And it's not just shooting the ball well. He's playing a complete game. Nets of the 114 to 102 victory over Atlanta. Big sweep for the Nets as they pulled within two games of Atlanta for the final play-in spot of the Eastern Conference. And they have the season series now over Atlanta should they finish in a tie. 
All right, let's look at our player of the game, brought to you by Maxit Telecom. Pretty easy one in this one, Capper. Mikel Bridges, 38 points. Missed a three toward the end. That could have given him 40, but he goes 5 of 10 from behind the arc. And it didn't seem like... You know, guys score 38, it goes back to what we're talking about. Share the cake, right? That Kevin I likes to say. Ball movement. He's not dominating the ball to no. score his 38 points. No, and he got a lot of, he got some attacks. He got some open court plays. Uh, the ball, you know, just nobody felt like they were dominating the ball. Ball was moving. He also defended DeJounte Murray quite a bit. Certainly in the beginning, there'd be a lot of switching going on. But I thought his defense was, was excellent. Got steals. Uh... Yeah, I'm sure he just he just feels better right now. And again, I think he's prioritized in the offensive flow more right now. And, and I, I, that's what I sense right now as I watch and I review. Things are kind of all right. You don't have to shoot it, Mikel, but you're going to touch it. And, you know, you know, yep. you, you, you can be the guy with the cake first. You you get first bite of the cake. And then you, just, you know, and then moving around. I asked Kevin Ollie his favorite cake. Yeah, what? Oh, he was Today. like vegan. He said vegan. If somebody can come up with a, what do you say, German chocolate vegan cake, he'd be all for it. I think the whole, the, the the world would be yeah, all for uh, it yeah, uh, yeah. if he could do that. As far as taking a look at the upcoming schedule, it is brought to you by Ticketmaster. Make more memories live with Ticketmaster, the official ticket marketplace of the Brooklyn Nets and the NBA. Two games remaining on this homestand before the Nets go out for six games on the road. They've got a back-to-back coming up: Memphis at home here in Brooklyn on Monday, and then Philadelphia on Tuesday. Memphis, a team that they blew out in Memphis last week during that road trip. Philadelphia, a team that's kind of figuring out how to play without Joel Embiid. Yeah, right a little now. bit better now. Now, you know, Philly's a little bit better now. And, and they'll mix up defenses and make – listen, go out and get Memphis. Take care of business on Monday. Continue with some positive momentum. Feel better about yourself. Build on what you're trying to do right now and – uh, you know, I, I just thought it was fun. The last two games, I thought it was more than just a couple wins. I think there's something building, and I don't want it to go away right now. And you'll start watching what Atlanta does. Atlanta's going to be sticking around town for a couple of days. They'll play the Knicks on Tuesday. The Knicks, who have been uh, sliding a little bit with some injuries, uh, currently now in that battle for, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh there in the Eastern Conference. Hawks get swept by the Nets here in Brooklyn. 114 to 102 the final on a Saturday afternoon.